Hi everybody, this is Dr. B and today we are going to do the last part of our series on Kratom. I'm going to answer some questions that Odie has compiled for us uh, to really close this off. Please look forward next week. We're going to start our series on benzodiazepines, which is a topic I really enjoy that I deal with a lot. And please don't forget to click on the subscribe and the bell uh, to join our vision and changing society's perception on substance abuse and helping those suffering from this disease. And I want to also uh, be able to take this time to, you know, I got a lot of feedback on YouTube on the Kratom series that I've done so far. And I hope I can sort of address those within, uh, sort of layered in with the questions that Odie's going to ask me today. So the first question is, what are the effects that Kratom has on the mind and body? What are the effects that Kratom has on the mind and body? Okay, so uh, at this point right now, uh, you know, we don't have a huge compiled data set that we can actually look at and say, this is exactly what it does. And there's different degrees of research and data compilation that sort of make us certain in what we say. What we do know from the case series that we have, from uh, the post-mortem data that we have is, you know, starting from top to bottom, okay? Some of the reports that are being made, coma, seizures, memory loss, okay? Cardiac disturbances, okay? On the lungs postpartum, they have found pulmonary injury. Liver, major issue there. It's been a lot of data compiled that it's got this thing called intrahepatic cholestasis, which basically means sludge backing up your liver and slowing things down and causing cellular injury, urinary retention. So, so uh, you know, this is a good opportunity for me to explain that because someone's going to come out there and say, oh, those people were taking other drugs. Uh, I want to take this time to really educate about what critical analysis is here, okay? So, you know, one of the comments I get oftentimes that, oh, you're just supporting the drug industry, the FDA, uh, this stuff is natural. You have to keep something in mind here. Odie, uh, when you say things like that, um, those companies that, that are selling this stuff, they're no different than the pharmaceutical companies selling this stuff, except it's not even regulated. Okay, when you use the word natural, what do you mean by that? This stuff is manufactured in a lab. Okay, so when you come back and say to me, hey, this stuff is only supporting FDA or the pharmaceutical industries, or you want people on Suboxone. And when I'm uh, kind of rattling off these side effects of Kratom, yeah, we don't have the complete data yet, but I can tell you this, when there is pulmonary injury after pulmonary injury after pulmonary injury on postpartum studies, the guy who had heroin in his system or alcohol in his system or an antidepressant at the normal levels in his system, and consistently he continues to have kratom in his system, the two most active ingredients, well, you're gonna start looking at kratom. So these are the effects that we're starting to see as a side effect of people having kratom in their system and post-mortem studies. And how long do the effects of kratom last? Um, if you mean, uh, 
the would uh, you know I'm not sure what you mean by that. You mean the withdrawals from kratom, or are we looking at? Let's start with how long does it last? Like once you take it, like how long does it stay in your system for? Like any other drug, whether it's synthetic, semi-synthetic, or uh, you know you're taking a uh, plant and putting it in your system, coca leaves. It really uh, depends. On, you know, if you're talking about withdrawal effects, it really depends on how much you're using, how long you've been using it, and the, the frequency of use, right? You see some people talking about, oh, I got on this stuff and got off of it, no problem. And then you see comment after comment after comment just on my YouTube channel about the nightmare that this has been, which really kind of trips me out when people... Uh, put comments, negative comments on there. It's like, well, don't ask me. Look at all the people that have suffered from using this stuff. And again, this brings out, I want to kind of reiterate this. It's not that there's no therapeutic effect of the active ingredients, the two that we know of in this plant species. That is not what I'm saying. There is therapeutic effects. It helps with sedation. It can help with pain. It can also help as a stimulant. But having said that, we in the West, we're talking about stuff that you're buying on the Internet. Number one, I don't know what it's what's in there. And you're just calling it Kratom. Number two, even if it was a drug that is completely measured, completely evaluated for its content, I still wouldn't give it to you and say, hey, go at it on your own. And I think this is what people are missing and misunderstanding about the comments that I'm trying to make regarding this medication. So how long do the effects last? It seems to be uh, the reports I'm getting from zero to people having a lot of people having serial with serious withdrawal symptoms. And uh, as I, I've said before, I've actually had to... Uh, uh, mitigate this issue with Suboxone on a few patients and then taper them off Suboxone after a couple of months. Can you overdose on Kratom? So uh, uh, as far as the opiate effects goes, we do know that it doesn't have the same respiratory depression as straight opiates. And the number one cause of overdose for opiates, it's hitting that respiratory center and causing you to stop breathing, which eventually leads to cardiac arrest. You get pulmonary arrest and then cardiac arrest. With Kratom, the effect of that respiratory depression seems to be much, 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 much lower. But I can't tell you to take 20 grams of Kratom and we are getting reported deaths in North America and Europe with the use of Kratom. And again, people are going to say, well, they had other things in their system. But again, if you look at a lot of those autopsy reports, okay, they had their normal level of benzodiazepines that doesn't cause death. They had their normal level of antidepressants. They had their normal levels of uh, opiates or whatever else they were on. So if the question about overdoses, respiratory depression, it seems to be a lot milder than opiates. If it, the question is, hey, can I die taking this stuff? very possibly and we're starting to see reports we just don't have all of the data compiled yet what are the long-term effects of kratom i don't really know and i don't know if we have enough data and literature out there 
to understand it. Again, I go back to this, Kratom, and it seems like people didn't understand this on the first round. Are we talking about the seven, the two active ingredients, mitragynine and 7-hydroxymitragynine, uh, in its purest form, measured, followed through, and seeing the effects of people in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Nobody knows. If we're talking about what's happening in North America and Europe, people buying this medication on the internet, nobody really knows. And why would you want to take, if you don't like the FDA, okay, fine. If you don't like the pharmaceutical companies, okay, fine. But at least there's regulation and some data that if you find a physician that understands the interpretation of data, they can follow it and have some guidelines, right? I don't know what the toxic dose of Kratom is. There's some reports out there with rats and so forth, but I'm not, you know, I don't have the confidence to quote those numbers. In the same way, what are the long-term effects of Kratom use? I don't know, but I certainly wouldn't risk it and keep taking it and then have you tell me what the long-term effects are. Have you ever treated a patient? Kratom? Yeah, Yeah, in fact... uh, I just looked on the uh, in the literature, and uh, there has been case reports. I wish I would have reported mine, where they are uh, treating them with Suboxone. I've had three or four people that came in with severe kratom uh, abuse, and uh, and just couldn't get off of it. And I immediately switched them over to Suboxone and tapered them off anywhere from two to six months without any problems. Three or four people. And, uh, you know, those are just cases, but uh, it tells you quite a bit about uh, what can be done. I mean, they had serious Kratom problems. What suggestions or what words of encouragement would you give to somebody who recognizes that they do struggle with Kratom? Yeah, you need to find a physician that kind of understands Kratom and kind of look at your overall uh, potentially opiate abuse or substance abuse history and come up with a medication regimen or uh, sort of a plan of attack to either taper off of it, if appropriate, switch over to Suboxone and then taper you off of it. Uh, I'm gonna go back to this again. People keep using this comment on the internet about how wonderful this stuff is. Again, like every medication you see that comes out, this stuff is not regulated. You don't know what's in what you're buying, right? And even if you were buying the pure form of Kratom, you still don't have any, you know, you can have personal experience. And that's a very dangerous thing to comment on. A physician will work on the personal experience of their patients. And that's how they gain what's called, quote unquote, clinical experience. And then they work on the literature and the data. When you come and say, I'm taking Kratom, I don't really know what that means because I don't know what's in the stuff you're getting. And uh, it is certainly becoming a a real major problem in North America and Europe. So, you know, those of you out there that really are Kratom advocates, in 2016, the DEA attempted to schedule this medication uh, uh, as a drug. Uh, Kratom advocates, Congress kind of stopped it and uh, I see this as very dangerous. I don't gain anything, you know, by uh, uh, saying what I'm saying. I don't make any more money by saying what I'm saying. You know, what I'm saying is this. You're buying this stuff on the internet. 
all of you are buying it from different manufacturers. Those manufacturers have no ethical skin, no more ethical skin in the game than the pharmaceutical industries. So when you turn around and tell me, oh, this is just so you support the pharmaceutical industries and they're evil. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. I'm not saying anything to that. But I'm telling you, well, what is the difference than a multi-million dollar industry out there that's absolutely not regulated, has no data to support that this is great for anxiety, this is great for depression, this is great for uh, opiate withdrawals. And those of you that are talking about opiate withdrawals and it's being used more and more and more in the last a uh, few years for uh, mitigating opiate withdrawals, there is Suboxone. And then when you come and tell me, oh, Suboxone's withdrawals worse, uh, I'm gonna take a moment to answer that question. Well, I'm gonna tell you to hold on when you make those comments on the internet, when you come and tell me, this is the worst thing I've ever gone through and this is a nightmare. I'm gonna ask you the same question. I'm gonna say, maybe you weren't ready for the withdrawal. Maybe uh, you did it too early. Maybe you did it too fast. Maybe there's that small percentage of people that are, need to be on this stuff for years and years and years. And the devil is in the details in all of this stuff. Thank you very much. If you want to learn more about this topic, please click on the link above to my left. And I look forward to starting the series on benzodiazepines. And I hope this closes out our discussion about Kratom.